How's it going, everybody? It's Robert and Austin from Gas Money, and on this week's episode, we're coming with part three of the How We Started series, in which we talk about our experiences in gas money so far and what our goals and aspirations are for the future. Um, joined, as always, by Austin Parisu. Austin, you there? Yes, sir. How's it going, everybody? Oh, yeah. I always got to do the check check because uh, we are on, on Zoom. Um, this is my uh, last week at Florida State, so soon we'll be able to be having these meetings in person, which I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, yeah, me too. A lot, better than, a lot better than over Zoom. But um, anyways, yeah, so um, last time I believe we left off um, at the beginning to, uh, yeah, pretty much the beginning of the app development stages that we were going through with uh, Dayton LLC and in this episode we're pretty much just going to take off right from where we left off and bring you guys hopefully up to the point where we are now and uh, conclude the the history of the gas money series and then after that we'll be able to do a new series in which we update you guys monthly or um, th sporadically throughout the year um, just to kind of update you how how we're doing so um, yeah if you wanted to get started Austin kind of um, kind of where we left off and start talking start talking from yeah there. yeah no exactly so um i think like you were saying rob uh we've started the process in with the app development with uh the great company dayton llc and uh out there in aliso viejo california and um you know obviously just like you were saying we're, we're over zoom right now and that's that's kind of what we've done with this entire process because rob's been across the country and uh also dayton llc is across the country in a different direction um, from Michigan where, uh, you know, gas money LLC has started, um, and kind of where we're headquartered at, but, um, currently. And so it's, it's been a very interesting process and, and we've learned a lot from it. So, um, I believe we were at the development phase, uh, in the app development process. So, um, just to kind of continue on that. Yeah. Um, I want to we say, go ahead. Yeah, I think it was, I was going to say, I think we left off where we um, finished up the wireframes and we're looking through those. And then um, okay. it was around that, that period in the development where we left off. So, yeah, yeah. So to go in after that, um, obviously we did, I believe we explained the, what the wireframe phase is. It's just that beginning kind of sketch um, on a computer of what we want the app to kind of look like, what we want it to do. And um, I don't think we mentioned this, but basically creating an app is like writing a book. Um, you know, you have basically a slideshow of screens, but you have to figure out, um, you know, metaphorically what chapter you want each of those to go in. Um, and then also with the buttons on uh, what, which button you want to click to go to which page, um, almost like a, like an encyclopedia, not encyclopedia, but the um, table of contents. So um, you got to kind of uh, choose which, which one is that and um, how that goes. And actually our MVP, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, um, are we at around 50 to 60 screens? Yeah. Yeah. I believe our screen count is 50 to 60. And like Austin was saying, it's um, pretty much each individual screen is the result of you clicking a certain button or navigating to a certain um, page on our app. So every time you click a button, essentially in an application, um, whether it's an app like ours, which is service-based or Instagram, anything like that, it pulls up a new screen. So basically in the wireframe process, we're um, creating rough drafts of those screens, um, totally black and white, no fancy designs or anything, no logos, just the basic way we want our screens to look. Almost like Austin was saying um, with that metaphor of the book where we're, we're kind of laying out that groundwork. 
And then that'll prepare us for once we get those wireframes good, then we can go into putting color in them, adding our logo, and then eventually adding the coding, which, um, which that's exactly what we ended up going through. But yeah, it was, um, it was a really new process for us. We'd never heard of wireframing before. We've never heard of an uh, MVP before, which is, um, I want to say the most, oh God, most now I can't remember. Product. Help me out Most here. viable product. Yeah, I most believe. viable yeah. products. Yeah. And um, that's essentially like the, the basic form of an application, but it's the basic form that you need in order to upgrade that app and keep growing it. So, um, and we're, we've got quite a lot right now. Um, as we're speaking right now, we're in the last stages of development. Uh, it's currently April 5th, 2021. And um, we, we are pretty close to being done with our MVP and we are very happy with how it looks. So we're definitely excited to share that with you guys, but yeah, um, just yeah, to, I guess to get back to the wireframes, uh, if you wanted to carry on us, and I know I kind of interrupted you there. No, no, no problem, Rob. Um, just to kind of go off of the what you were saying about the MVP and what that is. So, um, you know, looking back at our our paper uh, paper, um, what do you call it? Uh, process that we do right now with the paper invoices, and you know how we have to have a lot of the middleman type thing where we call the client contractor calls us and then we have to call the client again. So um, that's, that's kind of what we call our paper process. And what the MVP essentially does is it automates uh, that entire process um, just to make sure that that can run smoothly. And then you go from there. It's, it's basically the basement to a mansion or to a huge building that you're building. Um, it's, it's only the beginning of an application. Um, if you look at all these other apps that are out there that are very, very developed now, um, they looked way different um, at their, their beginning stage, that MVP stage. Um, I think just to bring up a, a, a quick little story um, with Uber's MVP, um, I know you looked into this a little bit more than I did, Rob, um, but what, just go over kind of what that looked like compared to now. Yeah, it was, it was a lot more simple. I mean, today they've got um, a whole bunch of different options for you. You can, you can choose to eat. You can have them go to a different location. And um, I want to say back in the day, it was literally just a couple screens with a map. And um, you would just tell them to pick you up. And then um, instead of setting a destination, I'm, I want to say that you would just tell them where you wanted to go. And it's been a while since I've looked at that. So mm -hmm. um, if somebody out there realize that I'm saying something wrong, you can go ahead and correct me in the, uh, in the comments or whatever, but um, <laughs> it was very, very basic. And it's yeah. crazy to look at how far they've came um, just with the graphics, with the interface, uh, everything about the app. It's insane how far they've come. And essentially that's, that's our goal here. I mean, that's anybody's goal with an MVP. You want to get something that's functional out there to the public but not necessarily fancy, not necessarily overloaded with a ton of animations or good graphics, just something that you can use and have a good function with. And then after that, you can focus on adding in upgrades and development. So, right. And you want to make sure that it works too. That's, that's what the MVP yeah, is made the, for. Um, that's the so biggest thing is just something that your clients can use, something that has a function. And that's, mm -hmm. that's really all that matters with an MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to kind of go to go back where we were at, I just wanted to mention that a little bit, just so everybody knows, you know, the apps out there that you see today that, or, you know, either you use every day or you use once a week or once a month, even those are very developed apps that um, have taken more than likely over a decade to get to where that interface is um, and how good it looks, how great it works. And um, it's all about the user interface and the user experience, the UI and UX. 
um, uh, capability that those, those companies have integrated. So um, that's, yeah, like Rob was saying, that's a huge goal of ours, um, but you got to start somewhere too. And, and uh, that's, we preach that all the time, um, you know, never be afraid to start from the bottom. And that's what every company has done is they, they've started from that beginning stage. And obviously over time, uh, once they develop and, and they become a great company, then everybody thinks, oh, it's always been like this, but actually it hasn't. So we just wanted to let you guys know that, you know, you got to start from somewhere um, to get anywhere. So, uh, or to get, yeah. to get to that, that stage. Um, start so from somewhere to get anywhere. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you want to get back to uh, the development phase then? Cause that's at, right after the, um, the wireframe stage. Yeah. So uh, I guess after the, the wireframe stage, um, We'd kind of look through once we we had to give them approval basically for each step of the process that we went through. Um, we'd have to wait and see. Um, once say once we told them all the revisions to make and everything, we'd look again at the product. If we were happy with it, we'd sign off and then the next step. And for um, for after the wireframes, once we approved those, the next step on the um, Dayton LLC's end was putting color into those wireframes, um, adding some clickability. Um, so that way we can click through, see what each button leads to, stuff like that. And then on our end, we started giving them kind of some information about what we wanted them to incorporate. So um, we were, at the time we were looking for a new logo and we knew that we didn't want to use our old logo on the app because essentially it condensed our services down to a lawn it, like in the logo it had a lawnmower a snowflake a rake and then money and a lot of people um, especially in our area right now in genesee county michigan just thought that we did like lawn mowing landscaping snow removal stuff like that and we were like no we do a whole other um, assortment of stuff like we'll wash your car um, if you want, we'll wash your windows, stuff like that, that they really didn't think of us doing because we had a logo that condensed everything. And that's one of the biggest things that we wanted to avoid was specialization because as we grow the app, we're going to find contractors that want to do stuff like maybe filming a music video or maybe typing um, like a speech into words. Like I think I believe that's um, copywriting, like where you um, basically translate something into paper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm saying that right yeah. often. No, yeah. no, no. Anyway, yeah. stuff yeah, like no, that. Just yeah. like just a whole bunch of different services that are um, new and not mm -hmm. on the app. And if we had a logo that was specialized, then people would be like, oh, well, this is all that they do. So essentially, we um, used Fiverr um, to connect with somebody. It was actually the same person that made our original logo. And we, mm -hmm. yeah, we hit them back up and we're, we were like, yeah, we're looking for a new logo. We want something. Um, we want it just to say gas money. We wanted, that was one of the requirements. We wanted it to feature um, the gas money name somewhere in it. And then we wanted to tie business into student led that those two, like those two aspects that we connect with gas money. So mm -hmm. um, essentially they gave us a couple different options and we really, really liked the one um, that we ended up going with, which is basically the gas money name with, um, we like to call it the ghost of the genie in the middle of the M, which is essentially a figure with a graduation hat on to imply student led, but they also have a tie on um, to signify the business world. And then also I like to look at it even more symbolically. Uh, if you look at it sideways, it looks like it's a bird implying that it has wings and you can go unlimited. Um, you can go unlimited heights with wings metaphorically. So if you really want to, you really want to get deep about it, that's basically <laughs> what the logo entails. So we ended up having to make like some small revisions. There was like some weird underlining they did and stuff like that. We had them take it all out. So it was literally just the gas money and then the genie. And um, after we did that, we sent it over to the development company. 
Uh, it was a light blue color. We really liked that. So we decided to have them make the whole app light blue and white. Um, those, that's the main color scheme that we're using. And then after that, we, uh, we waited a couple weeks, I believe, and um, they came back with um, updated, not necessarily updated wireframes, because this was kind of like the design, the way that the app was going to look. So they had color involved. They had um, pictures for profile pictures where before it was just no image here, mm -hmm. um, a whole bunch of different stuff. And the biggest thing was we could click through the wireframes, but it just wasn't the same as being able to click through these. And I want to say at first they provided us what it was like 25 to 30 of the screens, just the main screens. Yes. Um, just yeah, so we could yeah. get like a, a first look. Yeah. Because yep. their, their um, reasoning was, if we liked the first 25 to 30 screens, great, then they can go and work on the rest of the half of them. But if we didn't like them, it's a lot easier to revise 25 to 30 screens than it would have been to revise 55 to 60 screens. So exactly. um, we thought about it a lot. We loved the screens. And um, pretty much almost immediately, we were like, yeah, go ahead and finish up the rest of them. We'll see what they look like. And then we can um, get started on giving you guys some minor revisions. So yeah, um, I believe and it, all, it all kind of starts of out. To, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to, just before I move on, it all kind of starts out with that theme. Um, and I think that's what they were getting at with just releasing, you know, the first 20 to 30 screens with us um, at the beginning, because if they didn't get that theme right, you know, the rest of the app has to be themed that, that same way. Um, so we, we just, they, they basically were essentially saying, you know, this is what we think you guys want with the theme of the app and how you want it to look. And then um, if we didn't like that, then they didn't want to put more work into that and, you know, do all of the screens in that theme than potentially having to change all of them again. So they, they kind of were helping both of us in a sense um, with, with the workload. So um, another thing yeah. too about that logo that I wanted to bring up uh, while you were talking about that is um, everything's a process, literally everything it, in life um, in general, but in business, everything is a, a very, um, much longer process than, than people think. Um, because, you know, you look at all these huge companies and even logos, um, you look through their logos and Rob and I have had um, a lot of conversations about this because making the decision um, on a logo is actually very difficult because that, that's the symbol of your company. Um, you know, that's, that's what people are going to see on, uh, you know, on your advertisements, on billboards, on, on uh, advertising posts, on uh, people's, you know, shirts and everything like that. Um, so you want to be able to, uh, you know, have that signify that that's your company right from that first look, while also, you know, somehow putting that message in their mind um, of what your company is all about. So that was, it was very it was difficult, actually. I, I can't remember. How long was that process, do you think, Rob, that we had to make uh, a bunch of revisions to that, that logo um, to get to where it's at today uh, with the gas? I know. It was at least, I, I want to say it was at least maybe maybe a month, honestly, um, yeah, because we, I, at first, we wanted to come up with our own logo. Well, not like we, did, we didn't want to, but we came up with ideas for the logo, um, I should yep. say. And it was like really tough. Like We started out just pencil and paper. Um, we were like, all right, let's each make three sketches, um, not tell each other anything about what we're going to do, and then we'll compare them and see if uh, we like any of each other's ideas or if there's one that sticks out. Um, we ended up creating some pretty, like, they were in the right direction. Like, I believe one of the sketches was 
they're all pretty much centered around either gas or like a uh, graduation hat. And one of the sketches was like a flexing arm with a graduation hat over it. Another one was just like a bare outline of a graduation hat with gas money under it. And then I believe we also had one with a um, gas tank or a gas pump with a money sign in the middle, if I'm, if I'm correct. Yeah. And essentially yeah. after that, I believe we went with, um, that's when we got in contact with um, Preston's company. He's one of, one of our friends that we work with um, a business, a business friend and had his designer. He has a, a couple different designers for logos come up with some ideas for us. We kind of showed them the sketches that we made and we're like, if you guys could come up with something along these lines, that would be awesome. And then we'll go ahead and look at them and uh, go ahead and just do whatever you think will look good. And um, they ended up coming with coming up with like six different designs. Um, they started out with three. They were in the right direction, but we necessarily we weren't necessarily um, like drawn towards them. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of the design scheme wasn't what we were looking for. So we ended up having to make three new designs um, based on those ones. And after they made those, um, they definitely looked like good designs, but it just didn't feel right in our gut. And as we talked about, and I think it was the last podcast. Um, gut decisions are always the most influential decisions, the ones that you want to stick with instead of trying to think about a decision um, for, for weeks on end without getting the any progress. So intuition, um, it's about the intuition. intuition. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta well, listen to that sometimes. And obviously there's some people out there that just have really bad intuition, but um, at the same time, it's that, that could be bad intuition from other people's perspective, but it could be good for their perspective. It, it could be a good decision from their, you know, gut feeling and everything like that. But in the end, you gotta, you gotta just kind of listen to yourself, um, especially with big, big decisions like that. Um, you know, like I think Rob was about to go into basically we, uh, we, we didn't continue with those logos um, that, that that company provided for us. Um, so we went back to kind of our roots um, with, with the first logo that we had. And um, we, they, they did a great job on that uh, through Fiverr. So um, we just thought, you know, let's, let's see if they're still doing logos. And, and it turned out they, they are. And I think um, they have like 10 different designers or something. So I'm not sure if, if only one works on it or, or if they have kind of like, you know, brainstorm meetings and everything like that. But it, it seemed like if it was just one person, they, they do a great job um, where we were going through on Fiverr. So, uh, and that's, that's, if nobody's, um, you know, if, if nobody's familiar with Fiverr, uh, it's kind of like a similar platform where uh, you can go on there and it's different um, independent contractors slash freelancers, um, that do, you know, different work like that. They do uh, different design work uh, for logos. I think they might do some kind of web design as well. Um, those, those, it's very similar to Upwork, actually. They do a lot of um, that online uh, type stuff. So it's a great company. Um, but anyway, yeah, so um, going forward with that, with, with that logo that we were creating with um, uh, the company on Fiverr, um, that, that took a while. Um, you know, obviously they, they don't know what we're thinking. And, um, to be honest, I don't even know if Rob and I had the same exact thing in our heads too, that that's almost impossible, uh, to have, especially when you have a business partner, it's, it's difficult to get on the exact same page. That's why, like we were talking about last podcast, uh, compromise is a huge thing. If you go into business with somebody else. Um, but it was really interesting because once we found that right one, it was almost like we both had the same feeling. And then in the end too, you have to, you got to pull the trigger. You have to make that decision um, or else you're, you're just going to almost dig yourself a bigger hole than what it has to be um, before finding gold. Um, 
you just got to go with it. You know, you find a little bit of gold, then you go with that and use what you got. Um, and, and it just, it felt really right for us. So we were able to go for that and it ended up turning into kind of the theme, uh, wrapping it back around to the design and, and, uh, with those first screens that we saw after the wireframes, um, they almost themed the app off of our logo, uh, the color scheme and, uh, just kind of how everything, um, looked and was integrated and it worked out great. Um, I, I actually, uh, d- did we make any changes to that theme um, from that beginning or did we just kind of go forward no, I with think, that? I think we just went forward with it. We loved how the, the blue and white looked and everything. And uh, yeah, yeah. We, just, we were like, all right, yeah, let's go for it. So, yep, yep. Yeah, um, so I guess yeah. to go on from there, um, were you going to say something? No, I was, yeah, just continuing with the, the design part. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, very interesting um, through the whole thing. Like we literally learned so many different things through this entire process. And, um, you know, especially once we saw the first, you know, clickable uh, screens that we were able to kind of click around to different buttons and see, you know, what it did, where it went. Um, It was just a really, really cool feeling um, to know that like, yeah, we're, we're getting there. This is, you know, we're, we're almost halfway through the process and uh, it's, it's, it's a really cool, really cool process when you see what, what's in your head come to life. Um, you know, through a computer screen and, and uh, soon to be through our phone screens too. Um, so yeah, and it was it was very helpful with Data and LLC. They helped us a lot through the process, but at the same time, uh, Rob and I, you know, with all of our busy schedules too, we're having to put in a lot of work to make those final decisions um, to continue forward because um, especially in this process with this company, um, going backwards is very difficult once you, uh, you know, complete that milestone, um, especially, you know, after the design phase. And once you get into the development phase, um, that's when basically you have said that, you know, you've told them everything that you or how you want the app to work, how you want it to look and everything like that. And then that's pretty solidified once that once the coders start getting it uh created um and it's very expensive to kind of uh go backwards in the process and to bring up another little story i don't know if you remember this rob but um one one of the meetings when we were with rj uh on the phone um he was just kind of letting us know like they they actually just redid one of their interfaces on i it was either their app or the website and the number that we heard was it's pretty drastic. So we're, we were really, you know, uh, crossing our T's and dotting our I's on uh, what exactly we wanted for this base MVP, just so, um, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll have to kind of go backwards a little bit in a couple different steps, but um, we'll never want to go completely backwards to kind of start from scratch because that's, that's a very difficult way to go. Um, it sounds like from that so um if you want to go um you know once we're through do you have anything else in the development phase or do you or the design phase or do you want to go into the development phase now yeah i think we're we're pretty much good to go into development so um i guess to kind of sum up the design stage um basically it was just us looking through those screens once they got the rest of the screens done um like we were saying around the, the 55 to 60 screens um, we looked through all of them. We wrote down some small revisions for like the the text that we wanted to change, uh, maybe some placement on the the screens and stuff like that. 
but other than that, we loved them. And uh, all we had to do once we signed off on those was pretty much um, pretty much that um, gave them the go ahead, gave Dayton LLC the go ahead to start programming and putting the code behind these screens so that they can actually function. And then at the same time, they would periodically um, give us tasks to do um, essentially preparing for the app. So, um, I mean, one of the biggest things that we had to do was provide the information for the app store, which I believe that came a lot later in the process. I'm trying to think of uh, more of the, the earlier things that we had to do, um, but it was, it was pretty much just getting the app ready for the app store. So they had us like create an Apple account um, with the Apple developer uh, on the Apple developer on the things. We also had to create a Google play account. Is that what they, yeah, the Google, yeah, go, the Google, Google play, play store, store developer account. Yeah. So yeah. Similar. So yeah. Yeah, so we had to create de developer accounts for both of those so that we could um, actually get our apps on the App Store. Um, we had to do a lot of other stuff, like get our all of our legal documents ready. Um, we had to create, um, not from scratch, we did use templates, but we had to reword a lot of language in the terms and conditions. Um, our privacy policy, we had to come up with a new independent contractor agreement as well as new indemnification form, just a whole bunch of different legal forms. So we were definitely staying busy throughout this stage. And um, at this point, I think it was the beginning of my um, second semester freshman year. Um, so early 2021, if that's, does that sound right, Austin? Yeah, yeah, where we're at in this stage. Yeah, that definitely sounds... Sounds yeah, right yeah. Time. And then uh, at the same time, yeah, Austin was doing a lot of work back home. He was um, doing the uh, all the calling um, with our business line. He was getting some snow. So um, we were definitely managing a lot of different things at the time. And uh, like we always say, um, we didn't really see it as work because we we're so passionate about it. Every day we were like, man, this is awesome. Like we love putting in this work because one, we were learning a bunch from it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but it's not very often that you actually read through terms and conditions or privacy policies, but we had to create our own, um, obviously from a template, but in this process, it really showed us like, wow, like there's like, these are actually necessary. Like it, it really can hold up in legal court. Um, it makes sense why companies do these. And at the same time, it was like, man, like who really has the time to create these with like, if we didn't have a template, I don't even know where we would have started. So no, that's, um, we were just yeah, learning we, a ton through this process. Yeah. Go ahead, Austin. Yeah, no, I just wanted to bring up uh, uh, our good, good friend over there at uh, Anderton law firm, Mr. Matt Anderton. He helped us out a lot. Uh, our, our business attorney um, with that. And, but I just, <laughs> I was really glad we were able to find a great, um, great template and everything like that, that we just kind of had to, um, you know, we, we changed a lot of wording in the template, but uh, it definitely, we didn't start from scratch, but if we had to hire an attorney to start from scratch, I just can't even think, you know, normal attorneys are, are between three and $500 an hour uh, for work like that. And we were able to find, um, you know, one of our family friends actually uh, that, that's in business um, referred us over to Anderton Law Firm. And he's been really, really good to us. Um, we've gotten a lot of uh, advice from him. And um, actually, it is slightly cheaper than that, too. So with, uh, with the startup company, it's, it's difficult, especially self-funding um, the, the entire project. It's very difficult to find yourself, you know, just... Uh, throwing money in somebody's way if you can't justify it. So, um, but we were able to justify this and, and we needed that legal help because obviously, you know, I'm 19, Rob's 18. We're both not uh, lawyers or attorneys and we don't have anybody in the family um, that, could, that could help us out in that way. So um, we were just really glad that we were able to find somebody that, that would be able to help us out and actually has 
um, you know, a similar mindset about business that, that we do. Obviously, the age difference is a little bit uh, uh, there's a, a big gap in the age difference, but um, he, he sees where we're coming from and, and he deals with a lot of entrepreneurs every day. So um, that was, that was a really big help um, with that. And going back to the, the terms and conditions and privacy policy, um, that was a very new thing. And, and just talking to uh, our attorney about it, it's, you know, even he said, it's like, how many people do you think actually will read this? But at the same time, the people that actually read this are looking for the things that they can manipulate and they can, um, you know, figure out how, how can they benefit off of this in the best way possible in, in a legal sense. Um, that's why you really, uh, with any business and any, any uh, um, online business or anything that you can scale um, at from that point, and actually even local businesses too, you have to be very, very skeptical on your legal side of your business um, because that can, that can put you under, you know, one, one mistake that you're not covered for. Um, unfortunately these days, you know, the, the good old cancel mentality and, uh, all of those things that people are just kind of looking for somebody to slip up. Um, and if you're not covered with, with your legal documents for, um, you know, certain things like that and, uh, yeah, that it can, it can really, really hurt your business, um, uh, very quickly. Um, you know, if, if you lose a couple of court cases, then um, it can put you under very, very quick. And unfortunately, that's how a lot of companies, um, you know, go under because um, they have a great idea. They start a great company. They do well at the beginning and, and they just don't really think about almost every single, uh, you, you try to put yourself into every single situation that could happen. And that's why um, having our, our insurance agent that obviously insurance agents do that, they, they, know how to bring up. I don't know if you remember this, Rob, but every person that, I mean, we have a, a different insurance agent now, but our first one too, um, they like to bring up every possible case scenario, which is actually, it's good insight too, um, because we don't really think about some of the things that they can bring up. And, and also our, our business attorney brings those things up too. So um, it's just, it's great to know. And it's great to learn from other people that have either seen it or they're, they're always thinking about those new things because um, you know, where we're at, uh, we, we want to run a great company and we want to grow a great company and provide an amazing service for, um, you know, the youth around the world and also uh, the clients around the world. Um, and so that's kind of our mindset, but we also need somebody that will help us out with the potential of, um, you know, all of the, the things that can happen um, in a bad sense. So um, obviously you don't like to think about that as much. You want to be optimistic about everything, but um, that's why, it was very, very good for us to be skeptical from the very beginning um, instead of, you know, kind of letting it slide for a while and then potentially having something come up in the future. So um, I'm really glad uh, from this standpoint where we're at with all of our legal uh, legal side of the business. I'm very happy with where we're at too. And I think you are too, Rob. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, yeah, like, um, like we were saying, that was pretty much the main things that we had to do um, during the first round of, of development they they did for us and essentially um, they were they've told us a lot throughout the process there's going to be multiple rounds where they're gonna have to go back through and do revisions so um, the first time that they sent us the the prototype basically um, where we could well I believe first they they had it uh, on the screens right Austin I'm trying to remember the the um, order of it 
the yes they they sent us those um the actual like finish screens that we had and then we went through i believe we went through and kind of um customized how we wanted it to work and then there was that that long period where we didn't see anything because they were developing the app um, yeah so, yeah and then once they developed it that's when we got the prototype on our phones um after that correct yes yes and that, yeah. that's recently um within the yeah, last that happened. couple weeks yeah yeah so be- Basically, within the last couple of weeks, um, fast forward a little bit when we were, so basically we waited for them to get the coding done. Um, essentially, we got um, we got the prototypes downloaded on our phones, and essentially what this allowed us to do was click through in a private beta. So me and Austin are the only ones, and obviously all the developers have that have access to this on our phones. And it mm-hmm. basically gave us a first look at the app. So, and the ve- the developers were like, "All right, you guys are probably going to come up with a huge list of revisions that need to be made. That's okay. This is completely normal. So, look for everything that you can, and just keep a list of everything that you want us to change." So, uh, I think we spent at least a couple hours just going through the app. Like Austin set up a couple of client and contractor accounts. I did the same thing. Um, we practiced like hiring each other to see how that worked. We we uh, we did a couple of collaborations, see how those worked. And we ended up finding a lot of revisions, but at the same time, um, there was a lot of good functionality in the app. And I mean, the developers had already told us that we needed to expect these revisions. So um, while it was kind of like unsettling at first, where if one a few like things didn't work properly, we were like, hey man, they told us we're gonna we're gonna need to expect this. And they um they were super open about it and transparent. And that's another thing we love about Data and LLC is they tell it to you how it is, and um, they're very very transparent with us um we don't ever mm-hmm. have to worry about them hiding something or um keeping something a secret because they they've always been super straightforward with us and um we really love that so basically we looked through the first time uh, made a huge list of revisions um which i said earlier was expected and then gave those back to the developers and then it was pretty much just another i believe it was like a week or so of waiting uh, i yeah. want to say two weeks for the first round of revisions um, for them to go through, change everything that we decided on needed to be revised. And then um, once they got those done, they said, all right, here, go ahead and re- re-download the app and then look through again. This time you'll expect some revisions, not as many as last time, but there's still going to be more revisions. Yeah. So um, essentially, yeah, once we once we got that second round, there was a lot more um, things that looked better. Um, the app overall looked um, a whole lot better than it did the first time. It was just a lot more smooth, a lot, a lot more aesthetic. And uh, we looked through again, basically went through the same exact process we did the first time of just testing it out. And um, the whole time we were going through this, it was really eye-opening because it's like, man, we're, we're literally playing around with our own app that we, um, that we partnered up and started from just a basic idea and made it all the way to this point where in a month or so from now, we're going to have it on the app store. It was just really, really humbling, um, really it made us feel really good about ourselves because um, we'd done all that work, put it in. Obviously, huge shout out to the development team at Dayton LLC because they're the ones that um, that really got this app going. But it was just really inspiring to see how far we'd gotten um, just a couple just a couple college age students doing this. So and uh, I'm not I'm not saying that to be egotistical either. It's I really want you guys, if um, especially if there's younger listeners out there, you guys can do whatever you want um, as long as you put your mind to it. I never would have thought when we started coming up with ideas for gas money LLC and gas money app that we would have actually had an app on the store so soon, but with the hard work, dedication, a positive mindset and really being communicative, communicative with each other and keeping each other on track. 
directly are able to do that. So that's just some inspiration for you guys. If you guys want to start your own business, if you're looking um, to do something similar like us and um, take the step to make an app, you can do it. You just have to stay dedicated and you got to have a passion for it. So yeah, um, it's all out there. Just, just like what you were going into. I mean, um, at the very beginning of this entire process, you know, when it was just an idea, just like you were saying, Rob, you know, this is none of this is egotistical. It's actually to tell you guys that any literally nowadays, anything is possible. I don't care how old you are. You know, obviously you probably have to be older than, you know, five years old to be able to, to, to function on a computer and to be able to, to learn uh, information and, and everything like that. But um, it really doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to be uh, a 25 or 30 years old to, you know, start making a million dollars a year. You really, there's, there's so many people. And I think we talked about that in one of the podcasts that, you know, there's, there's millionaires out there that are, you know, 15 years old because they're, they're good at YouTube or they're good at uh, doing, you know, selling a service online. And like I was saying at the beginning, it's, it's, it's all out there. You know, if, if you guys don't know something and you want to learn how to do something, there's YouTube, there's Google, which is literally, you know, an interface that you can almost find any information on the face of the earth, which is absolutely insane and very hard to wrap your head around. And, you know, there's books, books are obviously Google's cool because you can just type in a thing and you don't really have to read an entire book to, to know the whole premise of it. But um, books are still really, really good because um, a lot of the times too, if, if you're looking to get into business and you're reading a lot about, uh, 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 in the business section of, of those books um, from, you know, people that have done it, people that are going through it or people that have already been very, very successful in business. And um, you know, they've either, either written the book or uh, people have written the book on their, their stories. Um, all of those things you can learn from their experiences and the problems that they faced and how they solve those problems so that you can basically be ahead of all of those people just by learning their stories, seeing what they did and, um, actually getting it in a way where you can do it that much better and potentially have uh, an even bigger company and, and more of an impact uh, from your company than they, than they did. Um, so I was just kind of saying, you know, you, you guys can learn anything that's out there. It all depends on how much time you want to put into it, how much uh, passion you have for it and how much time you, and, and effort you're willing to, to dedicate to it. Um, because like Rob was saying, it, it all comes down to, you know, having the passion, but also staying consistent with that because you can have a very, very passionate three hours and get a lot done. But then, you know, if you pat yourself on the back too much, then you're, you might take another week to do that again. And unfortunately that's, that's not consistent. You have to have time every single, you know, even myself, it's you, you Rob as well. I would think that we're literally thinking about our company and potential companies and other opportunities at all times. Like even, even if we're, you know, in a meeting or, or at class or, or doing something else, it's, it's always there. And it, just driving down the road, you know, you see a billboard and you're like, Oh, that's a cool company. I wonder how they did that. You know, it's just interesting things in an interesting mindset that not a lot of people have. So, um, anybody that's listening to this, you can, you can grow and, and build that mindset. And it, it's a really cool perspective on life, um, having that entrepreneurial mindset. So um, where, where, where'd you leave off at Rob? I kind of went, went a little ways on that. Brand. Yeah. So I believe, oh, you're good. You're good. Given that inspiration uh, as we yep. always love to do, but yep. I think it was um, the, the second round of revisions that we were making. So basically 
Uh, we made the first round of revisions. Um, they, they actually coded it to get those revisions in the app. And then we received the second version of the, um, the, the prototype, if, um, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And essentially, we did the same thing, went through. Um, look for we it's basically it's kind of funny because in the prototype stage when you're looking for revisions you you want to find problems in the app like obviously you don't want to find problems but at the same time you're searching for those problems so that way you discover them before you release the app and then the clients and contractors discover them so that's really what we were trying to do um, to find as many bugs as we could and uh, same thing we just we went through um, tested everything out had another list Um, this time it wasn't nearly as long but had another list of revisions that needed to be made. And um, also we came up with, uh, I believe it was the two more, two more ideas to add functionality to the app. And we're still waiting back on a quote right now. Um, but we also, it kind of exposed some um, things in our app that we didn't have yet that we wanted to have um, that, we, that we think are necessary before we release it. So that was another important stage because if we wouldn't have had the chance to test out the app and see how it functions, we would have never realized, well, crap, like, what happens if there's a client that wants to have weekly lawns done and they they're just waiting on this contractor and they have to request it each week every time they want a job done they're not going to like that having to go back on the app and request a job each week the same exact job the same exact contractor so mm-hmm. one of the ways that we address this is by leaving the pay button um, open on a conversation and luckily that was already done but we just wanted to make sure with the development company so um, that way the client doesn't have to go on and request a job each week. If it's the same weekly lawn mowing, they can just say, all right, just come out here this time, this day each week. And then I'll just pay you whenever you finish right through the app. So, um, it really helped us, um, find new solutions and stuff like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. it was just a, a, an awesome process to go through. And as of right now, we are actually waiting on the third round of revisions and, um, pretty much once those revisions come back in, um, it's not expected that we'll find much if any changes that need to be made we're hoping um, and the developers are too we actually had a call with um, Chris Dade the other day and he was letting us know that he was super confident with how the apps look and um, was kind of pumping us up because we are getting close to launch but essentially after we look through this last round of revisions um, once we decide that they're ready then we're going to be um, placed on on the, the list to get onto the app store which usually it's um, especially with coronavirus and all the the cyber um, security things lately that have been going on. Um, it's probably going to be around I think what do you say two to three weeks before we get approved, just because yes. there's a longer vision process to mm-hmm. get on the store. Yeah, but um, essentially once we approve those last round revisions, then our app will actually be um, put in line to get on the store, and then once it gets approved, we'll be we'll be up and running, and that's um, that's coming before we know it. We're right now we're anticipating launch to be around May first of 2021, so around a month from now. Um, but like Chris was telling us with Aiden LLC, it could it could vary quite a bit just because they don't know exactly how long it'll take the app store um, to revise and um, not to revise, but to look through our app and make sure. Um, it's not some crazy app that shouldn't be on right, the app store. That it's suitable, so, basically. Yeah, yeah, that basically it's just, suitable. Yeah, you have to fit, and that's that's an, another interesting thing that we learned. There's criteria that you have to fit to be on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Um, to yeah, there, there's millions of apps out there. I believe there's like two million or something like that on the Apple App Store. Maybe even more. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but. Um, so it sounds like a lot, but at the same time, the process is 
uh, it's pretty, pretty lengthy. We're actually going to have to fill out uh, supposedly a bunch of legal documents um, and everything. And, and it all goes back, you know, Apple and Google, they're, they're doing really well on, on their legal side of their company um, to continue because of, um, you know, all the different things that potentially uh, arise nowadays with, with all of the uh, online things and um, everything like that. Like Chris was telling us, there's supposedly a lot of changes that have had to be done um, with the new, uh, uh, you know, government and everything that we have now. And it, it's, it's almost like everything's changing after coronavirus. So um, that's, we just got to kind of adjust and adapt to that, those changes. And that's, that's another huge thing in business. You know, a bunch of things come up in life, but, um, or even just specifically in your business. But if you really have the passion and you really have the, de the dedication, then you're going to make those adaptations and those changes uh, to keep continuing your business. So um, that's a, a huge thing that we're going to be doing. And um, this entire process, uh, especially when we uh, were able to start testing it ourselves on our phones, um, I mean, it's actually kind of an eye opener to me. I don't know if this is the same with you, Rob, but how, uh, uh, I guess just how, um, specific and detailed you have to be in order to make a, a highly functional app that you want to want it to be consistent at all times. Um, and I don't know if you were thinking yeah, that exactly. too, Rob, but that's, that was just kind of a big thing mm. that was going on in my head, um, as we were going through that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And, um, yeah, so now, I mean, we're, we're pretty much caught up to present day at this time. Um, we actually made that second round of revisions um, less than a week ago and then hopped on the phone with Chris. He was giving us a lot, a lot of positive updates saying that he's looking forward to our project being completed. And um, we actually did get invited to go on, um, I don't, I believe it was his podcast or um, some sort of, yeah. Some was content podcast? that he's making. It was, yeah, yeah, some it's, content, it's... Some promotional content or yeah. um, something just to post on LinkedIn and stuff like that. But essentially... Um, he invited me and Austin to get on a talk with him, um, with him and our other lead developer, Alexis. And then uh, I believe it was either with her, there's um, another developer that he wants us to talk with, but essentially we were invited on his, on his um, content. So we're going to be doing that um, hopefully within the next few months, we're definitely going to be looking forward to it. And um, mm -hmm. we're hoping it's going to open up a lot more connections for us. It's just, um, obviously we're really thankful for the opportunity. Um, huge shout out to them at Dayton. LLC for, for giving us that opportunity, but um, we're definitely looking forward to it. And if you guys aren't following us already on social media, our Instagram and our Facebook tag is at gas money official and our Twitter tag is at gas money USA. So make sure you go ahead and go follow us. And that way you can stay up to date because I'm, I'm sure once we get that podcast going um, with Dayton LLC, we're going to be posting that. So that way you can, guys can go on their website or wherever they post it and listen to it. And then at the same time in the future, we're planning on, um, obviously, I know we've told you guys about our plans to bring contractors on, um, guests onto the podcast, just to get some um, variation in content for you. But at the same time, we're also planning later this year to get Dayton LLC on the podcast where you guys can talk with Chris and Alexis and some of the other people who have helped us over there. So um, just, it's just really exciting um, to be thinking that we're going to be doing all this, making content. Um, we're hoping to make YouTube videos starting soon, um, like mainly instructional videos, how to file taxes, how to do stuff like that to kind of help out our contractors and also other students who, who aren't really educated about this. Um, because, I mean, you really don't learn about that stuff in school a lot. And that's a, that's a whole yeah. other podcast we could get going. Uh, talk about, talk <laughs> about why that'll schools be a little need to bit. teach that more. 
Yeah, a little bit down the road. That's a, a huge part of our plans and kind of a part of, you know, why, why we created this business too, because um, the schooling system, you know, especially uh, just, just grade school, um, obviously, once you get into college, you can specialize in, in the certain things that you want to learn. But um, grade school, we, we definitely believe that there's some things that need to be taught that are not even close to being handled correctly um, and through the grade school. So, um, but that's, that's just some things, especially now we were, we were forced to teach ourselves, but, um, you know, potentially in the future, we'll, it, we'll be able to kind of turn that around and, and um, hopefully have this, all of, all of that information and all of that knowledge and, and experience and education um, available to the youth. Uh, so we can, we can definitely create, you know, a world that, that is more knowledgeable in the things that basically life knowledge that you really need to know instead of just, you know, um, the derivative of, of two X squared, um, you know, stuff like that. I don't even know if that's a derivative, <laughs> Mystery, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> calculus. yeah no, no, that's exactly. Funny. But, um, just, funny. yeah, just simple things like that. But, uh, if you want to wrap it up, we can do that real quick, Rob. Um, and, uh, thanks, you know, thanks yeah, again for everybody. It's just, uh, yeah, we, like Austin said, we always appreciate having you guys listen. Um, we're hoping to keep growing, um, with the podcast as we grow with the company and hopefully get some more content out for the out there for you guys. And um, I guess just to kind of recap, this is going to be the final part in the How We Started series because now we are up to present day. So um, from now on, instead of the How We Started series, it's um, basically we're going to turn it into a recurring series, probably called Updates with Gas Money or something along those lines where we basically keep updating you on our journey. Um, so next series you can expect um, – I guess the next episode, which will be the first episode in that series, you can expect us to talk about um, what we're doing to get ready for launch. We may even be launched by that point. So basically, we'll mm -hmm. just kind of update you guys monthly or um, some amount of time, keep you updated with the company. And um, I guess a last word to put in there is um, we really, really want to help spread the message with this podcast, um, especially to the students that you can do anything you set your mind to. Um, we're, we're really focusing on at the, I know we're we're a company we're focusing on getting a profit from this but at the same time it's um we're really really invested into changing the future for the better and that's that's I mean I I, th I think I can Austin agrees too is that's mm -hmm. our main vision and our main goal with this the whole gas money thing is to um, really change the mindsets and people that are our age and our peers and uh, really give them some inspiration to to go out there and um, do good in the world because um, yeah, we no, definitely 100%. need a lot more of that today so yeah um, to, so yeah uh, to change to change the world uh you, you got to start with the youth and in the youth's mindset um because essentially that's uh after generations go by they are going to be that uh middle class middle uh generation and the older generation um and then there's just going to be another round of youth every single year so um we really want to start changing that and and uh changing it for the better um and educating them uh in a way that they can you know be much, much more set up for success in their life. Um, so that's just a quick thing I wanted to add, but uh, thanks again to everybody for listening. Um, again, I know we mention this every time, uh, whatever platform you're listening on, uh, either give us a like, a, a follow or a subscribe. Um, if you'd like to, to keep supporting us and, and continue to uh, get notifications whenever we post, uh, like Rob was saying, we're going to um, get into the, the, the next uh, series of episodes. Um, with with this, uh, you know, going on with with our, our 
accomplishments and different things that we do at the company um, with, with updates like that. And at the same time, we're also going to be uh, posting content with, you know, different independent contractors, um, different people in the business world, and uh, just different, different guests that we'll have on the show um, with, with other series that we'll be starting uh, as well. So um, thanks again to everybody. And if you want to uh, finish it off with a couple words, um, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, thanks again, everybody. Here. And the only thing I have to say is as we always say, go, go get, get that, that gas money. money.